Um, last week, a friend of mine told me that he had a, uh, a Parshish Akhtoris written on a cloth and was covered with a plastic sheet, and the plastic was wearing out, so he wanted to throw the plastic out. So he asked me if it's Tashmishe Kedusha and needs to be put in Geniza, or just Tashmishe Mitzvah and could be Nizrak. I said, I thought it's Tashmishe Kedusha, the Chorosh be put in Geniza. He said, would you mind asking Rav Shechter? So I asked Rav Shechter on Friday, and as often is the case, the answer to the Shaila itself is not the surprising part, it's what he then says afterwards. That's the surprising part. So Rav Shechter said, uh, yes, Tashmishe Kedusha, I don't see why, of course, Tashmishe but I don't know why anyone is allowed to have a Parsha Sakhtaris in the first place. Ooh, okay, so now we have what to, what, to, what to talk about. So let's discuss what exactly is the problem with having the Parsha Sakhtaris. So we have to discuss, we'll back up a little bit and discuss the reason that people say the Parsha Sakhtaris, which hopefully we all do, the, uh, at least sometimes, the reason that it's written, the Parsha Sakhtaris is written, and why it might be a halachic problem to have a Parsha Sakhtaris written on a cloth. So first, the value of reciting Pita Maktaris every day. We should distinguish over here. There's the Parsha Sakhtaris, the Pesukim in the Torah, and then there's the Bryce of Pita Maktaris, which describes how the Ketaris was done, so how the Ketaris was made. So there is an Indian, of course, in the Shalma Parmas Vaseinu, the Gemara tells us, that Avram Avinu asked, as the Chumash says, Avram Avinu asked Eda Ki Irashana, how do I know that my children are going to inherit our soul? And the Gemara interprets that to mean, what's the chus will my children have? So the Baruch says, this is chus So Avram Avinu says, that's wonderful, then what's going to be? So HaKadosh Baruch says, Then you learn about Karbanos, you talk about Karbanos, and through that it's as if you are Makriv Karbanos. So the Chorah, by reciting the Pesukim of the Ketores and the Bryce of Kitam Ketores, in a certain sense, we are fulfilling the hakrava of the Ketores. And that, as we pointed out in the past, Talmudah Rebbein Yonah in the Sachas Brachos says that it might be a kiyum to oraisa to say those parshios that are related to Karbanos. Talmudah Rebbein Yonah talks about the idea that uh, normally Dvar you're not allowed to say but he says if you're being Mekayim another mitzvah by saying those psukim, then you're allowed to say the Balpeh the Mashal Kriyashma you're allowed to say Kriyashma Balpeh even though it's Tarash Shabbat because you're being Mekayim another mitzvah other than just the Talmud Torah so you have or Birchus Kohanim you're allowed to the Kohanim don't have to read the brachos from a uh, from, from a Chumish they can say it Balpeh because you're being Mekayim another mitzvah Ben Yonah says or Karbanos because since you're being Mekayim and Shalom Parnas Vaseinu, you're being Mekayim the Karbanos, sounds like Midoraisa, you're being Mekayim the Mitzvah of Karbanos, so that's why you're allowed to say it, Baal Peh. So the point is, though, that on the very basic level, that's the great value of reciting the Parsha Sektoris as well as the Pitum Haktores. But in addition to that value, there are lots of schoolers involved with saying the Ketores. What do I mean by lots of schoolers? Well, first of all, in the Torah itself, in Parshas Korach, apparently Ketores had the ability to stop a plague. So that, that's pretty impactful. Second of all, if you look through uh, a lot of the Sifrei Achronim and the Mekubalim, you'll find a, a tremendous amount. So Chaim Palaji writes that it solves problems of the that non-Jewish governments cause the Jewish people, the Medrash HaNelam and Parshas Vayera, that it nullifies uh, terrible Xeros Rose against us. The Zohar says that if a person says Ketoros with Kavana every day, it's, he's going to get a 
and and he's not going to suffer in this world, and he's not going to suffer in Gehenim, and the Sitra Achra will have no Shlita over him. The Chidar writes that just saying the words brings great Nachas Ruach to Akronish Baruchu, but Kavana, the Kavana, you just have to make sure it's purely Shem Shemaim, and the Schar that comes is going to come in Mela, but it's going to be fantastic. The Zohar and Parshas Pinchas and the Son of Shorish say that it's, it's Nitzel Mimisa, and it's Matzel Mimisa, saves a person from death. In Mavri Yavok, he says that especially in a base Avel, it elevates the Neshama and it protects the Avelim. So lots and lots of schoolers relating to the saying of the Ketores. I heard from uh, Rabbi Mati Neuberger that he said that Rebetzin Feiner, Rabbi Feiner's wife, told him that when she was growing up in her family, her mother used to tell her that you say Ketores every day with Kavana and you'll be Zoche to a good Shidduch. That's what she and her sisters were always told, right? So you know what kind of Shidduchim they were Zoche to, right? So there's Rabbi Feiner, our very own Rabbi Shmuel Marcus, Sadiq Elion we're talking about over here. I mean, we're talking about some pretty special people. And you don't even know Ari Pearl, the third brother, also a Talmud, a tremendous, tremendous uh, special person. So uh, I don't know if it's because of the Ketaris, uh, partially, or because of other things also, Mustama, that they uh, were to these kinds of Shidduchim. I don't know if there are more sisters. I'm not leaving anyone out on purpose. I don't know the family. I only know these, uh, these three. But... Um, the primary segula, though, if I were to ask you, what's the segula associated with Ketores? Why do people really say it? What's the segula? Parnasa. Oh, it all comes down to money. So the Ramah in Yardes, in Reis HaMachesif Yeralaf writes, in the name of the Maril, that a person should not serve as a sandik twice on two different children, right, in the same family. Why? Where does that come from? So it's based on the comment the Gemara in Yuma has about the Ketores. Yuma Dav Chavav. The Gemara says that the same Kohen would not do the Ketores twice because the performance of the Ketores serves as a segula for wealth. So we want to spread the wealth. Let more Kohanim have the wealth. So the Maril says, and that therefore extends to being a Sandik because being a Sandik is like being Maktir, the Ketores. But it's all based on Ketores. In fact, in the Yud, the Madura Kama, Simen Yud, says that's why we always say in Kelokenu before, uh, before the Pitma Ketores. Why? Because people tend to start, when people get wealthy, it's natural to start to feel they start thinking that it's all about themselves. So that's why we say right before, now in Kelokenu. That it all is, uh, it's, it's about a Kodesh Baruch Hu. It's not because of, uh, of, our own, of, of, of our own selves. And in fact, that's what Rabbi Yehuda Bar Yakar has a little bit of a different explanation. Who's Rabbi Yehuda Bar Yakar? A Rebbe of the Ramban. In his parish at Tfilos Fabrachos, says that we say in Kelokein, right before Peter so that we do not mistakenly think that the power of Ketores is what makes us rich. It's the power of Hashem that makes us rich. But you do see that there is this Indian of Segula. Okay, when is one supposed to recite Ketores. By when I mean three different things. Which tefillah of the day should it be associated with? Should it be before or after that tefillah? And is it every day? So one at a time. Which tefillah of the day? The Torah in Simkoflam and Gimel says definitely after Shachris. By Shachris you say Pitamak Torah, and the Ramah quotes that as well. The Torah then says, After Mariv you say Pitamak Torah, the Ramah quotes that as well. Magin Avram in Simreshlam and Gimel says that at Mincha, Tov Lomar Gam came Pitamak Torah. So 
by all three tefillas of the day, there is some makar to tell you that uh, you say Pita Maktaras. Okay, before davening or after davening? So the Rabbeinu B'chai in Parsha Shmini, Parak Tes, Paschal Gimel, says that immediately after Moshe Rabbeinu taught Aaron how to do the Ketaras, the Pasuk reports that Vayava Moshe Aaron El Ol Moed, Vayetsu, meaning in the Ol Moed they were, they were teaching, Moshe was teaching Aaron about the Ketaras, then Vayetsu, they went out, and they blessed the nation right afterwards. Why did they bless the nation right afterwards? Because riding the coattails of the Zchus of the Ketaras, the Tfilos and the Brachos that a person says are more impactful, which makes it sound like the Tfilos should come right after the Ketaras. So when should you say the Ketaras? Like during Karbanos, we should say the Pita Maktaras. That's what it sounds like before the actual Tfilos. What's the logic to do the Pita Maktaras afterwards? So Tzoramar asks the Kashi, he says, why is it that the Mizbech Azav, the Mizbech Haktores is listed in Parshas Tetzaveh. It's very much out of order. Parshas Truma is all the Kalim of the Mishkan Tetzaveh, the Big Dekuna. And then at the very end, after all that, we have the Mizbech Hazav. Well, why is it so out of place? And he suggests that the Ketores is a Mekasher. It brings together all of the disparate parts of the Mishkan, all of the different Avodos. That's the role of Ketores. That's why it has all these different Sammanim, including ones that smell bad, that are Keneged, the Rishayim, it's Mekasher of Klal Yisrael. It connects all the Avodah, connects the entire Mishkan. That's why it's in the middle of the Mishkan. And that's why the, that's the, 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 uh, the, the Mizbech Ketoros is right in the middle of the Mishkan. The Ketoros includes things that represent all kinds of Jews. It's this great connector, this great Mekasher. So once you have all of the Tefillah done, then you do the Ketoros, and that sort of brings it all together. In fact, Rabbi Yaakov Emden struggled with this. When should he say it? So he said he split. He would say Parshas HaKetoros before davening, and Pitmak Torres after davening to grab onto the zuchus of the Ketores at both ends, both uh, with both of these possibilities. Okay, how many days a week should one be reciting Parshas Ketores and Pitmak Torres every day? Just Shabbos. When do we do it? So this involves a much bigger discussion. The Beis Yosef and Simukuflam Gimel quotes from the Mari Abuhav not to say Pitmak Torres by heart. Because if you say it by heart, Shema Yechsar Echad Me'asamanim Ve'echayv Misa Ve'kriya Kemo Bahaktara. Just like if you're Makti the Ketores and you forget one ingredient. You're Chayiv Misa, if you say the Ketores and forget one ingredient, you're also going to be Chayiv Misa. So don't say it by heart. Read it from somewhere so that you make sure you don't skip any part of the Ketores. The Ramah quotes this. And says, and therefore, many people are knowing totally say it on Shabbos. Because during the week, we're in such a rush, we're not going to be careful enough. Even if we are reading it, we may read it, daven it up so fast that we're going to, that we're going to skip one of the Samanim and we chayv misa. The risk is not worth the reward. Wait until Shabbos when you have plenty of time and it's relaxed and you'll be able to say the Pitamaktaras properly. They say that the Arizal used to count them out as he was mentioning them on, on his fingers. Now, big cash is that there are 11 Samanim and the Arizal, I think, only had 10 fingers like the rest of us. But I guess, you know, he knew that it's the 10 and then there's one more right afterwards so that's uh, but to make sure to be very careful there's uh, people are knowing to be very careful not to miss any of the Samanim Beis Yosef though rejects this whole concern of the Mari Abuav so what, you, you're going to be Chayv Misa he says look Im Halacha Nekabel Avlim Ledin Yesh Tshuva if you're going to tell me yeah they have some sort of Masora and there's something that's beyond my understanding as to what I'll have to be Mekabel but uh, if, if this is based on logic the logic is not that way it's not logical to say that you can be Chayv Misa for missing one of the Samanim why is it that you Chayv Misa if you miss out one of the Samanim in the Beis English when you bring the Ketores 
he says that that's partial to Kohen Gadol's Chayv Misa if he misses out one of the Sammanim because it's a Biyarekhanis. He's going into the Kodesh HaKadashim, you know, on uh, Yom HaKippurim if he doesn't have proper Kataras. So it's a Biyarekhanis. He's going in for no reason. For a Biyarekhanis, he's going to be Chayv Misa. We're not going anywhere. We're standing there in Shul. We're standing in Queens or Woodmere or whatever. Right? We're not going anywhere. What are we doing? What kind of Biyarekhanis? You're not going to be Chayv Misa, says Beis Yosef. Furthermore, says Beis Yosef, even if the Chiv Misa is not on account of Biyarekhanis, but on account of being Maktir Ketores Zara, that you're bringing a Ketores that's not the right Ketores, still, that's only a problem when you're actually Maktir something. He says, we don't take Nusham Lepermis Vaseinu to be that, uh, you know, uh, that, that literal, that, that we're actually being Maktir, so it's not going not gonna to be in violation of the Haktara. The Magna Avram adds that Eina Misa you're also only chayv misa if you do something b'meizid. If you accidentally skip one, that's not called. You're not going to be chayv misa for such a thing. And for those reasons, the Magen Avram also disagrees with Ramah and says, "Don't say it just on Shabbos. You want to tell me Ramah to say it just on Shabbos because you're afraid you might miss one, and then it's going to be chayv misa." Says Magen Avram, "I got three good reasons why you're not chayv misa, and therefore." Say it every day. Right? People think of the Magan of Ram as like, uh, oh, don't worry, you're not going to be Chayv Misa. No, it's a Chumrah. And therefore, you got to say it every single day. So, where does it come from to read from a cloth? So, Ravad Yosef quotes that the Kafachayim in Simon Tov, Sifkatan Chai, that's where he quotes it. It's uh, Simon Yudzayim, right? Matri of Tov, and uh, Sifkatan Yudches. Chai. So in Simin Tov, Siv Katan Chai, now you're, not, you're never going to forget it, right? Where to find it. So the Kafa Chaim writes in Simin Tov, Siv Katan Chai, that you should dafka read it from a cloth written in Ksava Shuris, in Ksiva Hakashul the Sefer Torah. It should be written like by a scribe on a cloth in the, with, a, with a proper Ksiva, and that's a guarantee for wealth. Then you know for sure you're going to have Ashirus, you're going to have more Parnassa than you need. It's going to be wonderful. So uh, the problem with that is, sounds like a great idea, but the Gemara in Masechus Gittin, of Samach and Aleph, asks whether you're, you're allowed to write a Megillah Latino Kalislamid Ba. What does Megillah mean? It doesn't mean Megillah Sassu. It means, can you write a section of Torah uh, separate from the rest of a Chamisha Chumshe Torah? Why? Because the kid in Yeshiva is learning Parshas Lech Lecha. So you want to just write Parshas Lech Lecha. You shouldn't have to schlep around the big, uh, a big Chamisha Chumshe Torah or a big Torah scroll wherever he goes. And it doesn't fit in his backpack. Let him have a, just a parshas lechlucha, right? So that's the kasha. That's the shaila the Gemara asks. So the Gemara concludes, Ain Kosvin can't do it. You're not allowed to. Rashi explains that even if you hold that the Torah was not chasuma nitna, that the Torah was megillah megillah nitna, that the Torah was given that way, it was given in pieces. Yeah, but once it all came together, now it's all together, and now let it break up the single parsha. Shulchanarch in Yardes and Reish Pei Gimel Sif Beis. Paskins the halacha lo yichtov megillah b'fnei atzma shiu ba parshios vein kosvin megillah latinok l'samidba. You're not allowed to write separate parshios of the chumash without other part without the rest of the chumash, and even for a tinok to learn from, you're not allowed to do it. Ooh, so uh, so that sounds pretty bad. Then you're not allowed to write parshios of the Torah on a cloth. So there is a heter of Eislasos. The Shach over there on the side of the Shulchan quotes from many Rishonim, the Rif, the Mordechai, the Aguda, and other poskim, that it's, he doesn't say the other poskim, he just says in Shar poskim, that it's mutter Latino Kalislamidbo, because Eislasos yeah, Otherwise the child's not going to learn. No one's ever going to get an education if the kid has to bring a Sefer Torah to Yeshiva every day. It's not going to happen. No one has a Sefer Torah in their house 
Shabbos to send the kids to yeshiva. So it can't be. So because of Vesas Hashem Secha, we allow writing down. And that's why we're allowed to write down the Parshish of Kriyashma and the Parshish that are part of Tefillah, because otherwise there would be a great bitul of Kriyashma and of Tefillah. So the Taz, however, points out that that Ace Lassos only works for things that are absolutely necessary, like educating children. That's absolutely necessary. But he says, for example, those who write Psukim Alakosa, Le'eza Simen Tov, they write Psukim on the wall for some sort of positive Simen. Love Shapir Avdi, the Torah They're not doing right because the Torah is supposed to be in a single unit. It should not be broken up and written just parts of it. In fact, the Tashbates, it's quoted in the Pisgah Chuvin Yardes and Resh Gimel, says that even when you're doing it for Eislasos, even when you have the Heter of Eislasos, Tashbates writes, Pisgah Chuvin quotes from Tashbates Chalik Alfsim Beis, that even when it is Eislasos, it cannot be done even when it says lasos, just write it in a regular notebook or something. Have a, you know, have a little chumash or something. But to do with cloth, where with a ksavashumas with everything, says the tashbeis that you're not allowed to do. Even if you have an lasos, so even if you wanted to argue that your segula for ashiras is so important that you need to have ktoris written separately, so good. So read it from the sitter. You don't have to. You don't have to read it from a, from a cloth. So this is a major issue. This is a major question. Meaning, uh, where does this come from? So we see the kafachaim says it's a big school and the school only works if you do but but what about the halacha what do you do in the school is against the halacha so Ravad Yosef has a truth about this and Ravad Yosef in Yabiya Omer Chelek Tess Yardaya Simlachav Gimel writes Lechachila shouldn't do it shouldn't write Pita Maktoris on a separate parchment but Pidyevin Mutalikrova but if you have it already, so then, then you can read from it and then you'll tap into that school. But uh, you shouldn't do I don't think that means you can buy one because if you buy one, you're encouraging them to write another one. So you're, and we don't want to encourage that. You're not supposed to do that. So from shouldn't be writing them. Uh, maybe if you have one around the house, someone already bought you one or whatever. So then you can use it, says Rav Adiyah. So that was Rav Shaftos Rav Shaftos said, as soon as I asked him, he said, I don't understand why people why people feel the need to write the Ketorah on the They should read it from the sitter. And meaning, of course, you should say it. That we saw it clearly. But uh, who says they have to say it from a cloth? You should uh, read it from a sitter. But nevertheless, the fact that the Kafachai mentions this and that there are early sources for such a school of reading it from a cloth leads you to believe that not everyone agreed with Ravadia's conclusion. It's just unclear to me why. I'm sure I'll get some emails with some explanations as to why it is that it would be okay and not a violation of that explicit halacha in Shulchan Aruch. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.